This is the word of God. It is God speaking to me. My ears are attentive. My heart is receptive. As I'm taught the word, the seed of life will be planted. It will surely grow deep roots and it will produce its fruits in me. Amen. Lord, I thank you so much for this opportunity to be up here. I thank you because as your word is going forth, it will go forth with power, with authority, with clarity. And I thank you, God, because what you intended for each and every one of us today, we will not miss it. Thank you because the Holy Spirit has already started the work of tilling our hearts, tilling the soil in our hearts to be receptive to your word, to hear it clearly, and to know what you're saying to us, the instructions that you're giving us from your word. Thank you for everything. We give you praise, God. We thank you that it's a privilege to even hear from you. We thank you for everything that you have for us today, which you have already begun in our midst. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Can we all have our seat? So today I'll be talking about, you probably heard me talk about this. If um, you came to Sunday school, for two Sundays now, I, I spoke about the importance of listening. So the topic today is be careful how you listen. Praise the Lord. Can we say it together? Be careful how you listen. Our main scripture is from Mark chapter 4 verse 24. It says, then he added, pay close attention to what you hear. The closer you listen, the more understanding you'll be given and you'll receive even more. Pay close attention to what you hear. How many of us know that maturity doesn't come with age? Maturity doesn't come with age. There's so many people who are, you know, older, but they are immature. Maturity doesn't come with age, right? But maturity depends on how well you hear and how well you put to practice what you have heard, right? Spiritual maturity is the same way. Listening is the first step to getting revelation. You can't get revelation without listening. And revelation opens our eyes to the realities of heaven, to what God has already done for us, to what he has in store for us through Christ. So today we have, we have five themes, or like I like to say five points, if you have it, right? The first one is pay close attention. Second is honor. Third is revelation. Fourth is faith. And then the fifth one is realities of heaven. Can we say it together? Who remembers? The first one, pay close attention. I did do an expo in the back. Okay, no. <laughs> the first one is? The second is honor. The third is, wow, see? <laughs> this, is, this is like the topic. Pick, it says be careful how you listen, right? The first one is? The second one is? The third is? The fourth? Faith. And the fifth? Realities of heaven. 
Let's go back to that, um, that scripture, Mark chapter 4, verse 24. It says, then he added, pay close attention to what you hear. The closer you listen, the more understanding you will be given and you will receive even more. I looked up the definition of attention and this is what Google says. It says, notice taking of someone or something, the regarding of someone or something as interesting or important. And then it puts the synonyms. It says awareness, notice, observation, consciousness, heed, recognition. So when the Bible is saying pay close attention, it's saying carefully notice, be aware, recognize, observe, be conscious of what you are hearing. Let me say it again. Carefully notice, be aware, recognize, observe, be conscious of what you are hearing. You know, sometimes most of us don't pay attention. When, when someone is talking to us, our minds have gone somewhere else. And then it's like how Pastor Victor will say it um, every time the announcement goes on. Someone will come after the announcement and say, what was announced? Right? Because they weren't paying attention. But God is calling us to be people who are attentive to what we are hearing. The degree we take care in what we hear is the degree we get the information that we need for our salvation, our healing, our prosperity, our deliverance. You can continue on and on. You can add whatever Christ has done for you. The degree that you hear is the degree that you put those things into practice. You take hold of those things that God has already done for you. Hearing is not only important in the spiritual world, right? It's also important in the physical world because we, we see it. Like if you're, you're taking a class and you have a professor and you're in class but you don't listen, and the, the professor in class will talk about what is going to be on an exam or a quiz. If you're not paying attention, you will miss what will be on that quiz and you'll fail the quiz or the test, right? So even in the human world, it's important to pay attention. In spiritual things, paying attention is very important, right? But it's extremely important that we also hear because some of, some of us might pay attention but what we are hearing is not what is being said right we interpret it differently Proverbs chapter 4 verse 20 to 22 says my child pay attention to what I say listen carefully to my words don't lose sight of them let them penetrate deep into your heart for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. God is addressing us today. He says, my child, pay attention to what I say. And what is it that he's saying? Is it that God is literally coming to you and, and talking to you audibly? No. God speaks in multiple ways. He's speaking through his word. As you're reading his word, He's speaking to you that way. As someone is standing up here like I am today, he's speaking to you right now, right? Even in your Sunday school classes, 
things come to Sunday school, right? In Bible study, he's speaking to you. In house fellowship, he's speaking to you. So he's saying, pay close attention. Pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully. Just, don't just listen anyhow. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. And as you're listening, it says, let it penetrate deep into your heart. It's like when you're planting a seed, right? The seed will only grow, you know, like the roots will only be as long as it's, it's planted, right? Like however deep you planted the seed, that's where the roots can now go into different places to take nutrients from the soil. But if it's at the very top, somebody can come there and just take it out, right? But God is asking us today, let the words that I speak to you, let it penetrate deep into your heart. Let it take root so that it can grow and it can produce good fruit. Proverbs chapter 8 verse 32 verse um, 34 says, and so... My children, listen to me, for all who follow my ways are joyful. Listen to my instruction and be wise. Don't ignore it. Joyful are those who listen to. How many times did you say listen? In that, just, in, in that couple of verses, I think it's like three or four verses, it says listen multiple times. I've been here before and I, I said, whenever God emphasizes something, that means that it is really important, right? Whenever he says things multiple times, that means that it's, it's important. He wants us to get it. He says, listen to my instruction and be wise. Don't ignore it. Joyful are those who listen to me, watching for me daily at my gates, waiting for me outside my home. That's instruction speaking. That's wisdom speaking. Oyeka will be really excited today because he's been talking to all of, anybody who will hear, he's been talking to them about wisdom and instruction. But here the word of God is telling us, listen to my instructions. You know, in the word of God, there are specific instructions to each and every one of us, especially in whatever situation you're facing. The word of God is not just general. You find that whatever situation you encounter, there's always a specific word that deals with that situation. And this word was written how many years ago? More than 2,000 years ago. Some people call it ancient because it is. But yet, it's still relevant to the world today. It has not changed one bit, but yet, it is still relevant. Proverbs chapter 8 verse 35 says, For whoever finds me finds life and receives favor from the Lord. What other scripture says this same similar thing? Do we remember? No? Who said it? Whoever finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. And then God is using the same thing. Whoever finds wisdom finds a good thing, and receives favor from the Lord. When we pay close attention to what we hear, we are examining the content that is coming in. Don't think that you know it all. You, nobody knows it all. 
Everybody has partial understanding. Everybody is growing on in this journey of faith, right? We have much to learn. Don't think that you have reached, you know, like the, I've been a Christian for 50 years. I know it all. No, you don't. There's still more to learn. And we'll never stop learning. It requires humility on our part to work with God. God wasn't foolish when he put teachers over you. He knew that you needed teachers. That's why he put them over you. He put pastors over you. And he also gave us his Holy Spirit, the main teacher. So let us not be foolish and disregard what God is telling us through all of these avenues. Let us look at Jesus. Jesus is an example, right? Um, just the backstory to this scripture. Like every year they go for a Passover festival, uh, Jesus and his family, and they will go to Jerusalem and they will do the festival. But after the festival was over, um, his mom and dad, you know, were going on this journey back home. But at a point, they realized that Jesus was not with them. And then in Luke chapter 2, verse 46 to 47, three days later, they finally discovered him in the temple. What was he doing? What was Jesus doing? Okay, it, it seems like some of us don't know what it is that Jesus was doing. Say it with confidence. Okay, okay, let me just say for all of us. It says he was sitting among the religious teachers, doing what? He was listening to them and asking questions. Can you imagine the God of the whole universe sitting humbly amongst teachers and he was just listening? Such humility. And not only was he listening, it says he was asking questions. When you ask questions, you want to clarify. You want to understand what the person is, is saying, right? That's what he was doing. And then what followed after? It says all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. You can't understand unless you listen. You can't have understanding unless you what? It starts with your hearing first. And Jesus did that. He exemplified it for us. He sat and he listened to the religious teachers talk. And because Jesus is our example, we too have to humbly sit and listen. Listen to what God has for us through all the opportunities that he has given to us. It's numerous. The opportunities are numerous. In Mark chapter 4, verse 20, it says, And the seed that fell on good soil rep represents those who hear and accept God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as had been planted. The seed that fell on good soil represents those who hear. Right now we're sitting, we're listening, we're hearing. And it says, those who hear and do what? And what? Except we're going to be conversational, so I need, I need responses, please. Right? Those who accept, hear, and accept God's word. It's not just good enough to hear. 
But you have to also accept. You also have to accept the word of God. And you have to accept it as the truth over everything. There's no way that you can work with God if you're contradicting him. Right? You can't work with God if you're contradicting him. So we have to be in this place of humility to say, God, I am here to listen and I am here to accept whatever you say. The way you listen shows your heart condition. It determines if you're a baby forever or if you will grow fervently in spiritual things. If our hearts are hardened to the word of God, God is calling us today to change our heart posture. Because only those who wholeheartedly come to hear, he says he will give understanding to those people. Let's take a look at the Berean Christians. In Acts of the Apostles, chapter 17, verse 10 to uh, 12, it says, that very night, the believers sent Paul and Silas to Berea. When they arrived there, they went to the Jewish synagogues. And the people of Berea were more, what? Than those in Thessalonica. They were more open-minded. They searched the scriptures day after day to see if Paul and Silas were teaching the truth. Let us just stop there for a second. It says they were open-minded. What that means is that they were ready to accept the truth. Right? As far as it was the truth, they were ready to accept it. And then not only did they stop there, they were listening carefully, but yet they still went back home. And they searched the scripture day after day just to make sure that Paul and Silas were preaching the truth. How many of us go home and search the scripture to make sure that what is being taught from here is actually the truth? How many of us go home when you go to your fellowships and you go to different places? How many of you go home and actually search the scripture to make sure that what is coming out of those people's mouths are the truth or is the truth? Our theme this year is let us study, right? Let us study. So that means that you have to go and dig the word. Dig it with like hunger. Search the word. Because only those who search would find, right? That's what God says. You seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Your physical posture, just as your heart posture is important, your physical posture is also important to the Lord. Sometimes we say we want to spend so much time. We want to, God, I want to grow. I want to know you. I want to, you know, like grow 10 levels in the spiritual world. And every time that you want to spend time with God, you go and you first of all eat from the yam and the soup. And then you come and say, God, I'm ready. 
And the next thing you know that you're falling asleep. And it happens every single time. Your physical posture is not in the right place. Your physical posture comes from your heart condition. Right? Because if you say you want to hear God and you want to know him, you will do everything that you can do to be there listening. Even I, I remember the story of Martha and Mary. Jesus said, because Martha was sitting at his feet, she wasn't worried about this one, let me go and prepare. We often all want to prepare things when people come to visit us. But Mary sat at the feet of Jesus and Jesus said, Mary has found the what? The one thing that is needful or important. She understood that listening to Jesus was everything. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 10 says, My child, listen to me and do as I say, and you will have a good life. Don't only just listen, but do what you hear. Do what God has said to you. What is the second point? Honor. I just want to make sure that we're following. The first one is what? Pay close attention. The second one is honor. Honor is important to the Lord. When we listen, we actually show God that we honor him. When we come to hear what God has to say and our heart condition is in the right place, our physical posture is in the right place, we're telling God, God, I honor you above everything. 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 12 to 13. Now the sons of Eli were scoundrels who had no respect for the Lord or for their duties as priests. How many of us know that we are priests? We're priests before the Lord. Are we not confident? How many of us know that we are priests? Yes, we're priests before the Lord. Right? And it says they neglected, they had no respect for the Lord or for their duties as priests. Wherever, whenever anyone offered a sacrifice, Eli's sons would send over a servant with a three-pronged fork while the meat of the sacrificed animal was still boiling. They just want to go and get the biggest greediness, right? And then in 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 22 to 25, it says, Now Eli was very old, but he was aware, he was aware of what his sons were doing to the people of Israel. He knew, for instance, that his sons were seducing the young women who assisted at the entrance of the tabernacle. Eli said to them, I have been hearing reports from all the people about the wicked things you are doing. Why do you keep sinning? You must stop, my sons. The reports I hear among the Lord's people are not good. If someone sins against another person, God can mediate for the guilty party. But if someone sins against the Lord, who can intercede? But Eli's sons wouldn't listen to their father. For the Lord was already planning to put them to death. I think pastor has said it here multiple times. I, think, I don't know if it's a proverb from Africa somewhere. But it says those the gods want to destroy, they will first close their ears. You see that? It says, but Eli's sons wouldn't listen to their father. 
for the Lord was already planning to put them to death. They had been doing this for so long. Their heart condition was at a place where it was hardened towards the Lord. Do you know how many times probably correction came along to them and yet they will not change? They decided not to honor the Lord. And the Lord said, I'm planning to put them to death, so I'll close their ears. Whenever I read that scripture, you know, like, I'll just be like, but Eli tried now. Like, he, he warned his sons. Like, why, God? Like, why did the calamity come upon him? But look what it said right after in 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 24 to 30. It says, one day a man of God came to Eli and gave him this message from the Lord. I revealed myself to your ancestors when they were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt. I chose your ancestor Aaron from among all the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to offer sacrifices on my altar, to burn incense, and to wear the priestly vest as he served me. And I assigned the sacrificial offerings to you priests. So why do you scorn my sacrifice and offerings? Why do you give your sons more honor than you give me. For you and they have become fat from the best offerings of my people Israel. So yes, although Eli was talking to them, he was still partaking of their sin. He still partook. How can you correct someone if you're still like feeding off of what they are taking? And then this is what the Lord said after. He says, therefore... The Lord, the God of Israel says, I promised that your branch of the tribe of Levi will always be my priest, but I will honor those who honor me and I will despise those who think lightly of me. And if you read further down in that same chapter, it talks about the end of the curse that God put on Eli and his descendants. He said they won't live to their time. They will die. Just because they did not honor the Lord. When someone's heart is hardened against the Lord, it causes them not to see spiritually. And God, after the Holy Spirit has prompted you, nudged you, told you so many times, at a point he's he's going to leave you to the depravity of your mind. The Holy Spirit is so loving, so kind. He will come to us multiple times through so many different avenues trying to talk to us. My son, listen. My daughter, listen. The end of those who don't honor God is not great. Isaiah 29 verse 9 to 10 says, Pause and wonder, blind yourselves and be blind. They are drunk, but not with wine. They stagger, but not with intoxicating drink. For the Lord has poured out on you the spirit of deep sleep and has closed your eyes, namely the prophets, and he has covered your heads, namely the seers. The whole vision has come to you like the words of a book that is sealed, which men deliver to one who is literate, saying, read this, please. And he says, I cannot, for they are sealed. Then the book is delivered to one who is illiterate, saying, read this, please. And he says, I am not literate. In verse 13 to 14, it says, the Lord says, these people come to honor me with words. But I am not really important to them. 
The worship they give me is nothing but human rules they have memorized. So I will, I will continue to amaze them by doing powerful and amazing things. Their wise men will lose their wisdom. Even the most intelligent among them will not be able to understand. In that scripture, I was talking about the disobedience of Israel. They heard God multiple times, but they were yet still disobedient. And disobedience comes from unbelief. When you don't believe God, you disobey. When you want to do things your own way, you disobey. And God said, for those people, they will not be able to understand. Romans chapter 1 verse 20 to 25. It says, there are things about God that people cannot see. His eternal power and, and all that makes him God. But since the beginning of the world, those things have have been easy for people to understand. They are made clear in what God has made. So people have no excuse for the evil they do. People knew God, but they did not honor him as God, and they did not thank him. They did not honor him as God. They did not thank him. What is that honor? They weren't listening to God. They didn't listen to God. They didn't trust God. They didn't trust what God has said. Their ideas were all useless. There was not one good. There was not one good thought left in their foolish minds. They said they were wise, but they became fools. Instead of honoring the divine greatness of God, who lives forever, they traded it all for the worship of idols. And at the end, it says... I don't know what verse it is, but you can help me back there. It says, so God left them and let them go their sinful way. And so they became completely immoral and used their bodies in shameful ways because of not wanting to listen. They didn't honor God. So you show honor to God by the way you listen. And if you listen, you will surely what? Do what he says to you. The next point is revelation. Right? One is pay close attention. Second is show honor to God. And then you will get revelation. In Mark, let's read our, our main text again. Mark chapter 4, verse 24 to 25. It says, then he added, pay close attention to what you hear. The closer you listen, the more understanding you will be given and you will receive even more. The closer you listen, the more understanding. You get progressive understanding. The closer you listen, the more understanding you will be given and you will receive even more. And then what does it say about those who are not listening? To those who... But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. That's why it's good not to be proud. It's good to be humble. Because you know, like, a humble person knows that there's so much you can learn. You, you're so willing. You have a teachable heart. You want to hear. You want to listen. You want to, you want to get information. And it says... Pride, pride actually causes us not to listen because we think we know it all. 
And for those people who think they know it all, even the little that you think that you know, it says it will be taken away from you. You have nothing. Luke chapter 8 verse 18 says, so pay attention to how you hear. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given to them. It's the same scripture, but just in a, in a different book. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 19, AMP says, so we have the prophetic word made more certain. You will do well to do what? Pay close attention to it as a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and light breaks through the gloom and the morning star arises in your heart. You do well to pay close attention to it until there's revelation. Until light shines in the midst of darkness. You will do well to pay close attention to what you are hearing. To what God is saying to you through the word. Because that's how you get revelation. If you are sleeping in the house, say amen. Amen. <laughs> is it because we're sitting? Let's read Matthew chapter 13, verse 10 to 16. It says, then his disciples approached Jesus and asked, why do you always speak to people in these hard-to-understand parables? He explained, you've been given the intimate experience of insight into the hidden truths and mysteries of the realm of heaven's kingdom, but they have not. Let's understand why Jesus said that. Next verse. For everyone who listens with an open heart, again, open-mindedness, will receive progressively more revelation until he has more than enough. But those who don't listen with an open, teachable heart, even the understanding they think they have will be taken from them. That is why I teach the people using parables, because they think they are looking for the truth. Yet, because their hearts are unteachable, they never discover it. Let's pause there. They think they are looking for the truth. But because of their heart condition, they will never get the truth. So it's, it's, it's important that we reflect, do internal reflection. How is my heart positioned towards God? What is my heart condition? Is it open-minded to the word of God? Or is it hardened to the word of God? And we know, like, for everybody, like, every generation is different. In this generation, there are so many woke people out there. So many woke. I don't know if you, do you guys know what woke is. Me, myself. Sometimes I don't even know all these slangs. You guys know what woke is? Please, the youth, explain to them. Who, who out of the youth from choir section? Come. Okay, some too. Yes. Come, come. Oh, you have Yes. It means that you're aware of probably your surroundings, something like that. Okay, it means that you're aware of your surroundings. And when they use it, when they say woke in this day and age, it's like, Everybody is like, this is like the movement now. You have to be on it. If you're not in it, you're out. There's cancel culture. Because you don't believe what is being said in the mainstream. 
It says, for them, they are seeking the truth. They think that they are seeking the truth, but they never discover it because their hearts are unteachable. If you're in with the mainstream and you're conforming to the world, your heart will be unteachable. You get to a point where you can't even receive the word because it contradicts what the mainstream thinks. So that's why everything that you hear, you have to be careful, like pay careful attention to know what you're hearing. Does it align with the word of God? Or is it contradicting the word of God? Because it might sound so good. It may sound so good to the ear, but it's actually being demonically inspired. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 9 to 10 says, For God saved us and called us to a life, live a holy life. He did this not because we deserved it, but because that was his plan from the beginning of time, to show us his grace through Christ Jesus. And now he has made all of these, this plan, all of this plan to us, plain to us, by the appearing of Christ Jesus, our Savior. He broke the power of death and he illuminated. He revealed the way to life and immortality through the good news. What is the good news? The gospel, the word of God. It says he illuminated it. So if you're not searching the, uh, the word of God, it will not be illuminated to you. It will not be shown to you. Psalm chapter 119 verse 130 says, The entrance of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. The entrance of your word gives light. It shines. It gives understanding to the simple. And it, it, it says... The word has to enter. Remember the scripture that we read that says, let it penetrate deep into your heart. It has to enter into your heart. Because if it does not enter, it will not produce anything. It will just be surface level, mental ascent. And as we receive understanding and revelation, then faith rises. Right? What does Romans chapter 10 verse 17 say? It says, so faith comes from hearing. That is hearing the good news about Christ. Hearing and hearing the good news, you have to continue to hear it, hear it. Until the, the, the dawn shines or is, is it the, the morning star arises in your heart. Until revelation comes, then you have faith then to act. To do what God has said. But if you're not listening carefully, you will miss the things that Jesus paid for you to have. Yet, we're all part of the body of Christ. But the degree that you hear is the degree that you take advantage of all that Christ paid, um, paid for you to have. Romans chapter 10 verse 13 to 14 says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? Faith cannot come unless you have heard the word. It goes like this. Hear carefully. Then insight and revelation comes. Then faith. Hear carefully. Then insight to revelation comes, then faith, and then faith leads to what? Action. 
James chapter 1 verse 22 says, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. 1 John 2, 5, but those who obey God's word truly show how completely they love him. This is how we know we are living in him. So we must practice the things that we have been taught. That's how we grow in maturity as well. Because you can't just be sitting there and just be hearing, 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 but you never put it to action. So you have to put to action the things that you've been hearing. As you hear, God gives you revelation and understanding, and then you, you are able to walk and say, yes, I know healing belongs to me, so I take it because it is mine. It's that which has been provided in Christ for me. I know prosperity belongs to me, and I take it because that is what God has provided for me in Christ Jesus. I know deliverance is mine, and I take it because that's what God has provided for me in Christ Jesus. So you begin to know the things that have been made available for you in Christ, and you take it with confidence. Pastor Victor was teaching it last week, right? You go in with confidence, boldness, because it is yours. But if we have not heard, how can we take advantage of them? If our heart is closed off to God, how can we take advantage of the things that Jesus has done for us? Hebrews chapter 3, verse uh, 7 to 11 and verse 15. That is why the Holy Spirit says, Today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts as Israel did when they rebelled. When they tested me in the wilderness, there your ancestors tested and tried my patience, even though they saw my miracles for 40 years. So I was angry with them and I said, their hearts always turn from me, turn away from me. They refuse to do what I tell them. So I, I, in my anger, I took an oath. They will never enter my rest. Remember what it says today. And what is it today? Is today, now. <laughs> Uh, it says, today when you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. He said it twice. Today when you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. Because your hearing leads to understanding, revelation, and then it leads to faith, and then it leads to action. Action is obedience to God. When you take action, you are actually obeying God. There's a song that is sung in, well, I don't, I think it was in Nigeria that I learned it. It goes like this. O-B-E-D-I-E-N-C-E Obedience is the very best way to show that you believe. Can we sing it together? One, two, go. O B E D I E N C E. Obedience is the very best way to show that you be. One more time. Go. O B E D I E N C E. Obedience is the very best way 
to show that you believe. Praise the Lord. Obedience is the very best way to show that you believe. Because if you believe, you take action. You can't just sit there and like say, oh, I believe, I believe. I be but you have not taken action because faith without works is dead. So your faith leads to action. And it says today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. And as faith rises, then we begin to see the realities of heaven. Colossians chapter 3 verse 1 to 4 says, Since you have been raised to a new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth, for you died to this life and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ who is your life is revealed to the whole world. You share in all his glory. It says, set your hearts, set your sights on the realities of heaven. Do you know the realities of heaven come down to earth when you believe? Right? It becomes real when you believe. It's not just stored for us in heaven. It's for here and now as well. Do we understand that? So our faith allows us to experience the realities of heaven in the here and now. As you're walking, as you're doing things in your daily life, you begin to see the power of God at work. You begin to see the life of God being shown to people around you. People wonder, who is this person? Because there's a light that is shining that cannot be quenched. The realities of heaven. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 to 4 says, By his divine power... God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by the means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great, not just some, he says it's great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature. These same promises that he has written in his word that you have to go and seek and find it are the ones that allow us to partake in his divine nature here on earth. That when people say, oh, there's a casting down, you say, no, there's a lifting up. When the world says one thing, you say no, because God's word says another, there's going to be a change. Right? Your testimony becomes different because you start acting like God, you start thinking like God, you start behaving the way that God behaves, and the world marvels. And who do they give glory to? They give it to your heavenly father in heaven. So, we need to come to a place where we hear. As we hear, we pay close attention. We do what? Then we receive more understanding. Can we be lively? Yes. Do we want to stand and do um, Abraham's blessings are mine? <laughs> it says, as we pay close attention, then we receive what? Revelation, more understanding, progressive understanding. And as you receive understanding, then faith comes. 
As revelation comes, faith comes, and then faith leads you to action. Then you experience the realities of heaven. Praise the Lord. Can we all rise to our feet? What, what, what do we hear from God today? Let's just reflect. Let, let's start reflecting. What is it that God is saying to me this morning? In your own personal space, just reflect. God, what do you want me to hear from you today? What did you say to me? What are the instructions that you gave me?